0: You're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan. I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch. And today's Good Vexation is following through to your own detriment. James, Pat, do you know what is vexing me today? Wait, is that how we do this? No, yeah. stop. That's James. often how we're doing. No, 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 James.
1: Oh, oh, oh ha! Whoa. Reset. Do you know what Reset. I hate? Reset. Oh no! What do you hate? Uh,
0: I hate that I say yes to too many things and, and do too many things, and generally follow through on things to my own detriment.
1: Yeah yeah i feel that well i know that you have no
0: understanding of this whatsoever so i'm just going to talk about how busy i am all the time and you you of course you can't relate to this whatsoever at all i mean you're just a grad student oh yeah right like it's fine (laughs) so november i find is somehow always like my busiest month of the year i know it's december now but uh uh, i'm just Mm -hmm. coming off of this which i think is why i'm so busy so like we've had like a peek behind the curtain here. We've had like uh, a few episodes pre-recorded that we have kind of been releasing. We've managed to stay on top of the episodes and that is not the case this week. We are recording this episode the week that we are releasing it just because between holidays and travel and uh, exams Exams and uh, conventions for the board game company and applications for James's fancy stuff that he can talk about. Um, we have fallen behind, so now we have to play catch-up with our podcast because we also started a podcast because we didn't have enough things to do.
1: I feel like this is this is something that a lot of people like our age are kind of dealing with, but also something that uh, maybe we've been doing for a while. The arts community and the board game industry, I think,
0: are... I, well, actually, I don't know that they feel stand out to me in these ways, but I haven't actually really interacted with other industries. But it's like it seems like everybody is doing their quote unquote side hustle, right? Like, I feel like that is a very millennial term. Um, so, like, yeah. a lot of people in the board game community, I talk to the folks over at Kickstarter and stuff like that, and they tell me that, like, it is commonplace that we are people with like real full-time day jobs and that is overwhelmingly the case. I think I can list on one hand the people I know in this industry that are doing it full time and then the rest of us are just like doing the day job, doing the daily grind as it were. It's funny but like my daily grind is really fun. I get to work at NYU and I get to build scenery for shows and teach folks how to use power tools but then I go home and I work on board games and I run a company and like take this stuff all over the country and try and teach people how to play games and buy my games and stuff so it, it's it gets overwhelming
1: I, and i think it absolutely does and what's weird is that it is kind of it's kind of voluntary like this is the stuff i mean we all gotta work right but you're we mm-hmm. like putting on the on this other stuff i've been running into some of that recently with with grad school because grad school is grad school and it's like, it's it wants your whole soul. It wants all of your time. It wants all of your energy. And that's just the classes, really. Want an awful lot of your time on top of research. But then, I'm also a teaching assistant. And I took on a mm-hmm. major role in the development of the, of the curriculum for the class that I just TA'd. And I'm also, like, I'm going to be on the executive board of a club soon. So, like... Yeah.
0: You know, I, I have two questions that you need to answer. First yeah. of all, what club?
1: Uh, it's going to be a meditation club.
0: Actually, oh, that's actually, that's a very good idea.
1: It's actually, you know, that one might be great. Actually. I, no, that uh, seems really it, good. It's going to require that I meditate at least once a week.
0: Mandatory meditation. That'll be really good.
1: Actually, it'd be really good, but you know, we have to set up the thing. So we've been having extra meetings, setting up, you know, the constitution of this club, uh, which is a whole bunch of stuff I've never done before, and it's just like extra time on top of all this other shit because, like, I don't know. What was your What was your TA class? TA class was a senior design class, so uh, we were teaching kids how to do like uh, do a mechatronics project.
0: Listen. I am very smart, and of course, I know what a mechatronics is when you when you say that word. But <laughs> for the people who maybe don't know what a mechatronics is, maybe tell them about this cool Decepticon friend that you know have or whatever it is.
1: Uh, it is a it's just a portmanteau of mechanics and electronics. That's a good word. Yeah, it's a very good one. But that means we had them using Arduino's to control motors. Mm-hmm. that moved like a, a geared like a moved a system you know which meant you are, you actually have to you have to model the friction um of the the this shaft on bearings the motor is turning the shaft that you have to understand what's happening inside the motor oh so you have you to have like to understand where the
0: you have to like model it and then be able to produce it in real life is that the idea
1: that's the idea. Okay,
0: so like you need to do the theoretical part of it, and then prove that your theoretical stuff was correct.
1: Yeah, one of the these labs that I designed was uh, that the students had to they made they set, they made a made a model, predicted how it should behave, and then mm-hmm. used used calculus to uh, simulate that uh, simulate that model in a computer. And then based on that made some predictions and then we had them for three hours ahead yeah, of the students for three hours, one week just uh, actually run all the tests with the actual system and find out that they were off by sometimes 100%, hmm. uh, by a hundred percent by off by a lot. And we were able to, and like the secret was there was a part of the model that was missing. Didn't take into account air resistance it turns out most of the friction was air resistance you know how i found that out pat uh blowing on it i worked for a month unpaid yeah to to figure it out so when my model didn't work at first it was just me and nobody knew the answer and i just was banging my head against the wall for a month
0: that's pretty crazy.
1: And you know why? You know why I did it? Because somebody asked me to. Yeah, and like right. I, uh, Well, that that there gets
0: to the crux. <laughs> I think of a lot of what I'm talking about because, like, I do it to my own self. But like, it's that idea of not being able to say no to things when somebody asks yeah. you to do them, even though it's going to turn into a month long air resistance project. <laughs> um, or like, I mean, like, a lot of the time I do it to myself, where I'm like, oh, I have this idea for a thing or a game and now I have a game company or like what if I did a podcast and now I have a podcast so like <laughs> like it's kind of my own fault but like this is what I mean by like follow through to your own detriment where like you follow yeah. through on things and like you enjoy these things like I sincerely enjoy doing these things and I like doing these things but like I may not necessarily always have the time to do these things right there may or may not be literally yeah. Chinese food dinner waiting for me behind me uh, Indeed, <laughs> may, may, may or may not. or may not. Hypothetically,
1: you can no. hypothetically smell that hypothetical fried rice right behind you. Dumplings. D- dumplings. Even. Yeah. Hypothetical dumplings. Hypothetical dumplings. <laughs> yes. Title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, but but you've you've committed to this thing. We we've committed to this thing that honestly, if we didn't do it, probably be fine. You know, I, I mean, honestly, when I have enough, I've taken enough classes as a master student, I could, if I decided to, uh, I could graduate in about a month Mm -hmm. and I just would be done. And then I would go and get a job and get paid a whole bunch of money, you know, but instead, uh, because, but instead what I'm going to do. Is I'm gonna say yes to my professor who says, "Hey, you should do like you should stick around and come do this PhD program." And honestly, I want to. Yep. We. I. I want to do this podcast. You want to do this? I yeah. want to go get a PhD. All of this is true, but it is kind of too. Uh, uh, it. It is. It has a detrimental effect on a bunch of other stuff.
0: Yes, I'm distracted because I just realized that if you get your PhD. Uh, the intro, I can change it to be like with my best bud, Dr. Lynch, which is very
1: cool. That is, yeah. That is 100% the best <laughs> reason for
0: getting the PhD. None of the other stuff is important, but like 100% you should do it for that reason. Men.
1: Better than that, I'm going to be a doctor of robots. Okay, <laughs> Dr.
0: Roboto?
1: I'm going to be, yeah. I'm. I swear to God, that is probably 10% of the reason that I want to do it. A master of robots, very cool. I I, could, I like. I'm almost a master of robots, actually, but <laughs> I'm soon going to be a doctor of robots, mm-hmm. and that's somehow wage just that is really good. And honestly, one of the reasons why I want to get I want to get that degree, but you know, it it there's trade offs. I I I don't know. I think this this all links back to like
0: just our own personal personalities and the way that we have always done things. Um yeah. We we are we are disastrously committed, I would say.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um let me let me how did how did I start a story last time? I believe it was let me take you back, James. Let me take you way back. Uh <laughs> yes. Not to the way back this time. Uh Not to uh, the way back. That's, we're we're not going that far, far back. So. Uh but only only to high school. You remember that place. Yeah. Um I do. Uh, and we were teenagers and we were in the drama club and because we're giant fucking nerds, um, oh, man, yeah. and we had come in on a weekend, I believe, to build a show. Yep. You recall what I'm talking about? Do you know where the story is going?
1: <laughs> I think I do.
0: Okay. So back before I was good at my job and I wasn't necessarily safe all the time, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we, <laughs> We had like come in, we were definitely, we definitely had like homework and other things that we were supposed to be doing. I had a job at that point. So like, I don't know why I wasn't at my job. Yeah. Like, I don't think Ed was there because he was at the job. <laughs> I don't recall. But I definitely had a job that I should have been doing at that point. Um, Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, and I yeah. sort of left a screw gun on top of a ladder. Mm hmm. And then I went to move that ladder while the screw gun was ten feet above me. Uh,
1: this yeah. This is gonna
0: link this is gonna link back into into follow through that we shouldn't have. Um, and my mom should stop listening if she's listening at this point because she definitely hasn't heard this story. Um, so so that screw gun fell off yep. the ladder and yeah. uh, it I, fell. I,
1: I definitely was on the stage for this yeah. yeah
0: and i was lucky because the battery didn't hit me in the head i say that i was lucky because if the battery had hit me in the head i probably would have died uh instead i was lucky because the tip of the screw gun hit me in the head which doesn't sound lucky but yeah i think it was um
1: uh, i i can't decide honestly well i mean <laughs> because, like because i know how the rest of the story goes and it's i don't know it's much better pat i i <laughs> i
0: definitely would have fractured my skull if the battery hit me Instead, only the point of the drill hit me, and true, uh, (laughs) I stood up, and I believe you were like, "Oh God, you were just hit in the head with the point of a screw gun." Uh And I said, "No, no, I'm fine." At which point, I touched my head to discover like a not insignificant amount of blood. We could say a lot. That might be
1: like a decent amount. Yeah, not zero. Yeah, you had like your, uh, like your blonde hair. Definitely, mm. you could make out a little bit of blood in there. More than you want, which is none, right? So I wandered away to the
0: bathroom, which you all let me do. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and blame that one on you. That's not on me. I just got hit in the head with a screw gun, but you let me wander off. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you had work to do. Uh, you had to keep working. Exactly. Did I you mean, keep we working? Were... Uh, I think we did <laughs> I don't know I, I, I think we did I don't know because uh, I definitely
0: had a concussion at this point
1: Yep yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to figure out How we even got in there uh, And why there wasn't an adult <laughs> I have no idea Isn't that
0: interesting We were definitely not old enough To use power tools unsupervised For sure
1: Yeah. Did did somebody give you a key? <laughs>
0: People trusted me a lot. And yeah, yeah. that trust was not earned. <laughs> no,
1: no, certainly not.
0: I just sort of said that uh, I would do things they were like, "Yes, that sounds great. You seem reasonable." You see cuz I went to the bathroom and decided that I needed to like get a better look at what was going on. And so I decided that I needed to like wash my head. And so like I would stick my head in the sink and wash it. And then, like, look up at mm. the mirror and then be confused because I still couldn't see the top of my head, which isn't hard to figure no, out no, because, no, no, no. like, you know where your eyeballs are and how they can't see the top of your head?
1: Yeah, normally not able to see that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, so I was just, like, running cold water over a head, or like an open head wound, which turns yeah. out that's not what you're supposed to
1: do. No. No. Um, no. This is where you came <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was me and Joe and Ryan Ryan Egan. were oh, uh, right. we're like maybe we should go check on him.
0: He did get hit in the head with a screw gun and it's been a few minutes. It's
1: been a few minutes. Yeah. And as we walked in, suddenly I'm standing behind Joe and Egan and they they take a look in and be like, "Hey Pat, how you doing?" and then I hear a thump. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what I what they said they said, "How are you doing?" and what I tried to say was Oh, I'm fine. But then, like, a dark tunnel started to close in on my vision, just like it does in the TV, like in the movies and stuff, it turns out. It turns out it's exactly the same as that where, like, everything got slow and deep, and you think everything is, like, far away from you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, tunnel yeah, vision, yeah, yeah. it's literally tunnel vision. Um, And what I tried to say was, oh, actually, I think I'm in trouble here. But I guess, from what I've been told, what came out was, and then I fell down and cracked my head on the sick.
1: Yeah, double, double mm-hmm. concussion,
0: double concussion. Nice, because I don't know how long I was out cold for. But when I woke up, you were carrying me out of the bathroom.
1: How long was that? Uh, I don't think it was too long. We did. uh, We all we didn't know that you're probably supposed to leave somebody in one place after they have a head injury. So I think we just moved you. I mean, I think it was too long, right? Like I think any amount of time, any amount of time, where I was
0: unconscious on a bathroom floor was probably too long.
1: It, I'm man, it's it's crazy to listen back to this now. <laughs>
0: yeah, when you think about it, you realize that we literally did everything wrong. By the way, story's not y- done yet.
1: We're not done doing the wrong thing.
0: Oh man, I, I I know we're almost there. So you went to carry me out of the bathroom, which is when <laughs> I woke up. Uh-huh. Um, and was yeah. extremely disoriented and like flailed around about Really annoyed that we were carrying you. Yeah, I didn't want to be up in the air. Um, <laughs> no. And then I immediately felt very sick, and then we sat there for a while, and we decided <laughs> that it would be a good, t- good idea that we should take a lunch break at this point.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. I will remind you, I will remind you that we did not go to the hospital. We no. went for lunch.
1: No, we did go for lunch.
0: And... Ryan Egan, a paramedic, now cop, yep. decided that the cure for this situation would be two ibuprofen for Pat and a third if he wanted one.
1: That's, yeah, that's correct, actually. Yeah. You um, know, people talk about, people are always talking about head injuries. Really, they just are over. They're, they're totally they're over. Um, totally over overdoing it. You so, don't, who you know you just need some NFL. so so we did make one sort of
0: good decision at this point which was that <laughs> after lunch it was decided that i was not allowed to work anymore <laughs>
1: Not that I should go home no not um, that like I we not, should go to the hospital or anything like no, that no just, just like, like Pat sit in the chair where we can see you Pat why don't you go yeah why don't you just go like take a nap you know just go to take, no take... <laughs> you you told me I was not allowed to go to sleep
0: I remember yeah. that
1: yeah that's... I, I
0: had to sit up man. and not lie down and be yeah. awake and somebody had to talk to me every five minutes to make sure I wasn't dead I remember that <laughs> man ah uh... So at this point, the bad the bad decisions continue Um, because like you and I had to go home and we went to school in Dorchester, which was like 45 minutes from where we lived. Right, right. In Boston traffic. And I had a car. But you didn't have a license.
1: That's true.
0: So the kid with the head injury drove home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, like, I don't have anything <laughs> else to add to that. We made it. Nobody died. Uh, that's true. A lot of our stories end with, well, thankfully nobody died or else this would be a worse story. But, like, it's funny now. It's like it's follow through. We're just, like, determined, determined not to, like, stop what we're doing under any circumstances, which probably isn't a healthy mentality. But, you know, it get us where we are. Oh, the ending of this story, by the way, is that I still have a Phillips head shaped indent in my head.
1: That is the best part. That is the best part of the story. I love that that's true. I mean... It's like a little cross. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just... Man, do you ever, like, break that out when you're talking to safety? You know? You just...
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, I 100% use that to teach my undergrads why
0: leaving stuff on ladders is not okay. I definitely tell them that story. I mean, like, I most that. shop supervisors, I think, are just like, here are all the terribly dumb things that I've done that almost killed me. Check out these scars.
1: Nice.
0: I I would imagine that is true with most folks. Not all. I know a few people that are not dumb <laughs> and sure and okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: do you want to tell the pinata story? I suppose we're there. Like that's what this. I guess what that's what this podcast is just going to be. That's what we feel like doing. We're overworked and we're tired. We complained about it. We vexed about it. It's bugging us, and now we're going to tell you all the times that Pat got hit in the head. I like that. I like
1: that. <laughs> this one's fun because this one uh is like a, was traumatic enough that uh i have written it out of parts of my memory so i can i like i like this story this is, hey me too it's a fun story but well, mine's I from mean, the physical trauma aspect yeah yours yours is more physical mine's emotional so pat oh, you know. so pat and i were like 10 like 10 years old something like that it's my birthday you know, we're out in my backyard, we have a pinata, it's great. Uh the uh we've got a whole bunch of people at this a whole bunch of people at this party. I was a very popular kid, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh yeah, it's not true. And we, <laughs> it's not really true. Uh we have so I've got a baseball shaped pinata hanging from this wooden swing set we've got. And my dad, I, said, I had I had
0: forgotten the shape of it.
1: Oh yeah, man! I was really into baseball at ten. I'm still really into baseball, but I played baseball then.
0: And you had uh, you had a no joke pinata smacking bat.
1: No, it was my baseball bat. It was an aluminum baseball bat.
0: It wasn't like no, it wasn't. No. no, it wasn't. It was a it was a oak Louisville Slugger. Nah, man, I'm pretty
1: sure it was the aluminum. It was wooden. Okay. It was a
0: hundred percent wooden. Oh. I I assure you, I'm the one that got hit with it.
1: Pat. I don't know that I had a wooden bat. I think it was aluminum, and I think that might be worth. that's. Oh my
0: God, I would bet money that it was wooden.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I might have been using. We did okay. Maybe I think we might. Because if it was aluminum,
0: wooden... you would have killed me.
1: Uh, no, they actually. I think it might be the other way around because the wooden bats are super heavy. You know, aluminum. It's not solid. It's like a hollow aluminum. You know, it's, I mean, it's like it's like a hollow. You they took
0: bow. me off my feet.
1: Oh boy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so the pinata is there. Um, pinata is there. Everyone's around, everyone's circled around. All the kids are like standing out maybe six feet away from where, I, where the pinata is. And I, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm a little baseball player. So I'm i I'm there with my bat. Pretty sure it was, I think it was my aluminum baseball bat. i I think it was. Um, but I
0: wonder if anybody took pictures,
1: you know, I wonder, oh, it was kind of pre the ubiquity of cell phones and everything. So maybe not, but, yeah. uh, so getting ready for this. Uh, so I take a rip at this, at this pinata and the first time I, ca- I missed part of it. I get the bottom of it. You clipped it. I, I just clipped it and it, it sprays like 10 pieces of candy. On the ground, all around it, and I gotta get that candy. And Pat's just Pat needs candy, like Pat at ten, uh, it's a candy fiend. Pat, Pat needs, now. Pat. Pat now is a candy fiend. That's true. You had to get at that candy, but here's the thing: I'm in the zone. I am absolutely in the pinata zone, <laughs> and I come back around. And I swing again, and this time hit it dead center. This time I hit that piñata. I go as hard, like as hard as I can swing, hit that piñata, and th- in the same instant, Pat has has dove head first. I'm gonna get that sugary goodness to get at, to get at that candy, and as I go through the piñata bat collides directly with pat's forehead and from what i've been told it stopped pat in the air
0: yeah i was like running forward leaning forward and it stopped me where i was and then my legs Uh kept going but my head stayed where it was
1: yeah like 180
0: because i landed on my back this time they did this time this this time they didn't move me
1: this time they knew because there were adults there they yeah. knew what was going on uh yeah so this ha- so this did happen uh and i wish i could tell you more but honestly the next thing i remember is being consoled uh by my aunt because i think i would killed my best friend while the ambulance pulls up
0: nice try you'll have to work harder i guess so i like, think i'll go down that easy yeah
1: <laughs> apparently 15 minutes had passed <laughs> or however long it takes to get an ambulance. I have no idea. Uh and yeah, I was convinced that I'd killed my friend because he was just on the ground, they separated us. It was very it was very traumatic. I have I've lost about 15 minutes of my of my childhood. And then I remember just being miserable until later that night. Birth birthday successfully ruined. <laughs> successfully ruined. Until Pat comes back from the hospital uh, later that night. Huge bruise on his face. Yeah. Huge, huge forehead bruise. Baseball bats will do that to you. Baseball bats
0: will. I couldn't walk in a straight line for like a day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you came back and we were friends again because you knew that it wasn't personal. You know, and I knew you just needed that candy, you know? <laughs> I gotta get that candy. Man. I think we just
0: sat there cuz gonna... cuz I came back the the party was like super over. over. Like nothing kills a party like that.
1: Oh yeah, it was done. It was dark. And
0: I'm fairly certain again like in a neck brace, we just sat on your couch and me and you just sat there and ate candy.
1: I'm pretty I think that's true. <laughs> I think I think that's exactly true and I <laughs> and,
0: and again, like before cell phones like moments that i want a picture of is just me in a big neck brace sitting on your couch while we're 10 just eating candy
1: oh yeah i somebody should have taken a photo of that desperately wish i had a photo of that
0: We gotta commission Alicia to do a different
1: photo. Oh my god, just Bat. (laughs) No, just us sitting on the couch eating
0: candy with me in a neck brace.